You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Game changer, right? Again, my name is Ray Walcanda, one of the incoming campus missionaries. Let me introduce you yung team ko dito sa South. Uh, we are 17. 17 kami dito sa Alabang, Las Piñas, Montenlupa. We go to different campuses. I personally go to yeah, Perpetual and BMMS. And here's my family. Here's my brother. He's the youth pastor in Victory, Alabang. And then here's my family. Uh, asawa niya, si mommy, si Digong. Hindi, joke. Si, si daddy. <laughs> Etong Victory Las Piñas, sobrang ano tayo, monumental for me. We've been here for uh, more than a decade, half of my life, more than half of my life. And sobrang, nung nagkaroon ng Victory sa Las Piñas, sobrang tuwa ako kasi nakatira kami dyan sa tapat. So sobrang lapit. Um, nag-high school ako sa St. Mark's. Uh, nag-college ako, STI. Tapos lumipat ako sa Perpetual. Okay, we're gonna talk about the next generation. Again, Game changer. Bakit game changer? Why are we talking about being a game changer? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng game changer? Ito. A newly introduced element or factor that changes an existing situation or activity in a significant way. So there's a situation and an element comes in to change that situation. Diretso na tayo. Itong bansa natin, may situation. Right? The, president, the newly elected president comes in. Before he was elected, people were actually talking about changes coming uh, and all those stuff. And then, when he was elected as our new president, people can actually feel the change. Whether some can feel the change for the better or some will say na it's for the worse. Pero, and then yung change. For example, yung sona natin, marami siyang uh, binigay na, na alam natin so he will do something about it. Or yung National Security Council meeting, first time in history na limang magkakasunod na presidente na gathered together to talk about kung ano yung mas makakabuti sa nation natin. And eto, I believe in the separation of the church in the state, but there should be no separation between God and state. I mean, I don't know if whether you like him or not, the statement, we can all ag- agree to this, right? Yeah. Alright, and then you 911, and then sobrang daming addicts or, or pushers, you surrender. So, people can actually see it. People can actually see the change. There was a situation and he was the element and the situation changed. But here's the thing. Change is inevitable. We'll pull it for six years. We don't know what's going to happen after six years. We don't know if, if the next administration will continue it or will change everything. Nothing is permanent except change. But here's the thing. What we're looking for is actually a lasting change. As Men and women, as human, as tao, as Filipino, we are looking for that lasting change. So the question is, what can produce a long and lasting change? How long will this change affect us? Can we all stand up? 
Uh, 2 Chronicles 34, 1-3. Josiah was 8 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David, his father. And he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet a boy, he began to seek the God of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram, the carved, and the metal images. God, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for each and every one who's here, God. We pray that whatever it is that you want us to learn, whatever it is that you want us to understand, we take it by heart. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, before we actually go, dun sa nangyari kay Josiah, First, we're going to talk about what happened before him. Again, he was eight years old when he was appointed king. But what happened before he was a king? Your former king, which is Ammon, tatay niya. And not much is, is, is recorded sa, sa life ni Ammon because he only reigned for two years. Yung ginagawa ni Ammon, yung ginawa ng tatay niya. I mean, yung lolo ni, yung lolo ni Josiah at yung tatay niya, sobrang sama. As in, sobrang sama. Ang dami nilang ginawang... Hindi, wala silang ginawang tama. Wala silang ginawa na pleasing sa mata ni God. You know, they got involved with sorcery, witchcraft, they included sexual orgies sa, sa mga services, sa mga worship time nila. And here's pinaka... I mean, for me, for pinaka-worse. Burned his children alive as ritual of worship to one of their gods. If we're gonna look at their lives, sobrang sama talaga. Ito yung kinalakihan ni Amon. So yun din yung ginawa niya as king. Pinanganak si Josiah. Ito rin yung tingin kong nakikita ni Josiah. Kasi tatay niya, yun yung ginagawa eh. So nakita to ni, jo- ni Josiah growing up. Yun yung state ng nation nila. In fact, may judgment na nga na si God for them eh. May, may pending judgment na dahil dun sa, sa ginawa nila eh. So, sa kasamaan ni Amon, after two years, he was assassinated. He was killed. And then they appointed Josiah as king. So imagine, an eight-year-old kid na naging hari. Sino sa inyo may anak na eight years old? Or nagkaroon ng anak na eight years old? Of course, tumanda na sila. <laughs> imagine, malate na bata, nagro-rule over the nation. Talking about change. Talking about changing the game. Paano yung change na ginawa ni Josiah? How did he became the game changer? So yun, yung pinanak na si Josiah, and then, eight years old naging king siya, he purged the land. Uh, lahat ng rebulto, lahat ng idols, lahat ng mga altar doon. Sinira niya. As in, sinira niya. Tapos yung mga old uh, priest nila, yung nagsasamba doon sa mga Diyos-Diyosa nila, pinahukay niya. Tapos sabi niya, sunugin niyo lahat yan. So, hinukay nila yung patay. Sinunog nila. Tapos sina- sinabog nila yung, yung mga abo sa altar. Yung mga ginawa ni Josiah. Actually, it's parang point A to point B ng, ng ginawa ni, ni Amon. Ganun, kabalik ta rin yung ginawa niya. Everything that Amon, manase yung lolo niya, and Amon tinayo, sinira niya lahat to. And he followed si David. He followed yung life ni David. Then, nung i-reconstruct na nila yung, yung temple, may nakita silang book. Si Elkiah, yung isa mga tao niya, nakakita ng book which turned out to be the word 
of the Lord na binigay niya kay Moses. Then, binigay niya to kay Shaphan. Then, si Shaphan, binasa to kay Josiah. Binasa nila yung word kay Josiah. And that's where it all started. He decided, after mabasa niya yung word, three decisions that Josiah made para maging game changer sa. And this is actually our decision too. So we can be that game changer. First one is conviction. Second Chronicles 34. 19 to 21. And when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes and the king commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, Abdon, the son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Isaiah, the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because of our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do according to all that is written in this book. He ordered his people, go inquire about this, this word. Ano ba yung nangyayari dito? What can we do about it? What can we do as a response to this, to this word? He tore his clothes. It was actually a sign of distress. How sad can you be to actually tear your clothes para punitin yung damit natin? Pag naluloko tayo, normal lang, iyak, or whatever. Pero he actually tore his clothes. It was a sign of great distress. He realized the magnitude of his sin. He realized the magnitude of the sins of his forefathers. He realized how evil they were. Kung I said they were. I said his sins. He included himself. He did not just say, ay, yung mga... Yung tatay ko, tsaka yung lolo ko, masasama sila eh. Para sa kanila to. Lord, yung God, yung, yung punishment mo sa kanila yan. Hindi sa akin yan. Mabait ako eh. No. He included himself. He got convicted. Dahil saan? Through the word. He saw the state of his life in front of God. When Josiah heard the word, he included himself. Conviction comes from the Word of God. Conviction comes from the Word of God. He was introduced to the truth. And He was introduced to the light. When light collides with darkness, marireveal kung ano yung mga bagay na nasa dark. Pag ang liwanag sumama, Sa dilim, lahat ng nasa kadiliman, makikita. For example, ngayon, nasa cinema tayo. Back then, yung, kinukwento lang sa akin to, daddy ko, back then, yung cinema nila, sobrang dilim. As in, ngayon, may mga lights na tayo sa, kanyari, fire exit, sa stairs, may lights. Back then, wala. Ang ilaw lang nila, yung magpa-flashlight. Pag na-flashlightan ka, kanyari, nadaanan ka, nagagali tayo. Kasi, di ba, pag... Matagal tayo nasa dilim, tapos may ilaw, masakit sa mata. Right? Nagagalit tayo kasi masakit sa mata. So, uy, pakipatay nga yan. You know, we're, we're gonna do something like that. Or, nung parties, dati din, sobrang dark. Ang light lang nila yung black light. So, walang ilaw. When people comes in to the party, minsan hindi na sila nagde-dress up. They don't uh, actually nag-aayos ng, ng buhok, nag-aayos ng face. They don't dress up. 
Kasi madilim naman eh, people won't see it. And then pag may nagbuhas ng ilaw, oh, ano ba? Hindi ako nakaayos. They get mad because people will actually see na hindi sila nagayos o hindi sila pumunta doon ng nakaporma. People can hide in the dark. When we hear the word of God, I know, minsan nasasaktan tayo. Pero as a response, what are we doing as a response? When Pastor Sunny, kunyari, he's talking about yung last series, The Ten Commandments. You know, kunyari, he's talking about you shall not lie. Are we gonna be like, Pastor Sunny, ito yun, no? Ito yung kaibigan kong yun, sinungaling to eh. Are we gonna throw the word of God, ibabounce ba natin yun at ibabato natin sa iba? Or, pag may na-feel tayo kunyari na we got offended by the word, we got hurt by the word, magagalit tayo dun sa nagbibigay ng word. Ang kapal naman na mukha nito, hindi naman ako kilala nito, pinaparinggan ako. As a response, when we hear the word, ano yung ginagawa natin? I'm tell you something about yung life ng dad ko. Ano lang to, super short. Nga pala, nabanggit na ni Pastor Sani, dad ko, pastor na siya sa Victory Santa Rosa. So, lahat to, past na, okay? Back then, sobrang ano niya, sobrang religious. As in, lahat ng mas, sinatinan, doon sa lugar nila, nagsuserve sa church, gumagawa ng mabuti sa kapwa, you know, lahat ng, lahat ng mga kasalubong niya, willing siya tulungan. Kasi may gusto siya marinig. Sabi niya, kaya ako ginagawa to. Kasi sasabihin nila, Uy, uy Ernie, ang bait-bait mo naman. Tawag nga sa kanya before, earning banal eh. Legit yun na yun yung tawag sa kanya before. Uy, Ernie, ang bait-bait mo naman. Tapos sasabihin niya, Ay, hindi po, hindi po. Okay lang po, hindi po. Ito yung gusto niya marinig. Ay, Ernie, napaka-humble mo naman. Yun yung gustong-gusto niyang naririnig every time na tum- tumutulong siya sa kapwa. And he believes na sobrang holy niya compared to others because, yeah, he's comparing himself to others. Ako umatend ako ng church, kayo hindi, banal ako. Kahit sobrang dami kong kalokon, kahit, kahit sobrang dami kong bisyo, alak, sigarilyo, marijuana, totoo yun, again, past yun. Mas holy ako sa inyo, mas, mas mabuti ako sa inyo kasi gumagawa ako ng mabuti, tsaka nagsisimba ako, mas okay ako sa inyo. Yun yung, yun yung nasa isip niyo before. Until, pumasok siya sa kwarto ng, ng kapatid niya, ng tita ko. He found a book, untitled Greatest is Love. And he started reading it. Reading it, started reading it. Kala niya siguro love story. I don't know. For two weeks, three weeks, binasa niyo to ng binasa. Until, dumating siya sa Matthew 23:27. So yung book na binabasa niya, Bible. Hindi niya alam kasi hindi nakalagay Bible. Greatest is Love yung title. Matthew 23:27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. It got to him. It pierced his heart. And sabi niya, ako to eh. Ako, ako to. Outside, I'm doing good. I'm doing the best that I can to show the people that I care for them. To show the people that I attend church, I serve the church. But deep inside, it's all dead. We might be dressing up nicely. We might, yeah, attend church, help other people. We might even 
be the best student that we are or or the best uh, employee dun sa sa pinagtatrabahohan natin all outside what's happening inside like a tomb na sobrang ganda patay yung nasa loob my dad was crying for days sunod-sunod til gustong gusto hingi siya ng hingi ng tawad because he realized yung klase ng life niya in front of God and that's what happened kay Josiah. Sobrang okay ako. Sobrang, sobrang, hindi ko nga ginagawa yung ginawa ng lolo at ano ko eh, uh, tatay ko eh. Sinira ko nga yung mga Diyos-Diyosa nila eh. And then when he encountered God through the Word, he realized that he is still dead. All of those things, nasa labas na lang. Pero deep inside, he's dead. Again, he tore his clothes. Pinunit niya. And he repented. And he actually asked the people dun sa lugar niya, guys, let's do this. Let's all repent. He knew who God was. Alam niya kung sino si God. But when he encountered him through the word, dun lang nag-change yung life niya. We know who Jesus is. We know what he did on the cross. We know that he died for us. But until we have that, in- that encounter with him, it won't matter. Josiah got convicted, which leads him to the next decision, commitment. First, he decided because of the conviction, and then he decided, this is my commitment. Second Chronicles 34, 31, and 33. He actually stood in front of, of the people. He made the covenant. Tawagin niyo lahat. Tawagin niyo lahat ng dito sa bansa natin. May announce ako. It says in verse 33, And Josiah took away all the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God all his days. They did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. He made a commitment. He made a covenant with God. And he asked the people to do the same. Commitment to the Lord, which is commitment to the Word. We got to do whatever it takes. We got to do what we got to do. Lord, this is your Word. This is living. This is a living Word. I'm committed to you, God. Josiah was, was telling God, Lord, whatever you want, that's what I'm going to do. I'm committed to you. However you want me to, li- to live, God, that's what I'm going to do because I am committed to you. Whatever your will is in my life, let it happen because I am committed to you. You want me to serve, I will serve. We don't serve because of obligation. We serve because of our surrender. Surrendered life. We serve God Hindi dahil obligasyon to. 
We serve God because we love Him. And He loves us more. This is a response. We surrendered our lives. Mga buhay natin, we surrendered it to Him. That's why we serve Him. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. We are serving Jesus. Not just in church. If we're talking about serving, ah, sa church, nagsaserve naman ako eh. It's good. Pero ano nangyari outside? Ano nangyari outside the church? We serve God not just in church. We serve God through our workplace. Nangyari, anak natin, pa, may thesis kami. Sobrang daming pages. Kailangan ko ito ipaprint. Yes, kukunin natin. Sige, anak, ako nang bahala dyan. Ano pa ba kailangan mo? Kailangan pa ba ng, ng ballpen? Kailangan mo pa ng marker? Marami sa office niyan. No, it shouldn't be the case. We serve God through our workplace. We serve God through our stewardship. Whatever He entrusted us, we become good stewards to it. We serve God through our excellence. So whether you're a student or, or a worker or an athlete, a politician, a doctor, an engineer, whatever, We serve God through excellence. We do the best that we can do. God, I'm working for you. I'm gonna give my best. That's how it is for us to serve our living God. Commitment of the older generation to reach out to the next generation. That's gonna be a part of our commitment. Lord, I realized how sinful I am. Lord, I realized how dark my life is. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to surrender everything to you. And this is what God wants us to do. I'm going to talk to the now generation, not the next generation, the adults. Commitment of the older generation to the next generation. We see youth here. Um, umakyat sa stage kanina. Um, Dante and Jan and the music team. We see them. We see young people around. We see kids around. They might dress up differently. Yung iba, uh, are they irritating? Minsan. Pero we don't care. We shouldn't care. They are serving God. They are serving the same God that we are serving. Everything, it won't matter. And how about the people outside? The kids outside? Our children? Yung mga pamangkin natin? Yung mga... mga bata sa community natin, what are we doing to reach them out? As campus missionaries, we are committed to reach out the next generation. I'm calling, is, is a campus missionary. We have pictures here ng, ng campus ministry namin. Yeah, we have Perps, uh, PMS, Southville, Beda. This is what we do. As campus missionaries, again, uh, as campus missionaries, We go to the campuses. We see the value in them. We realize our need of a Savior. That's why we don't want them to walk the path of unrighteousness. You guys, you don't have to be campus missionaries. It doesn't matter what field you are in. You have the next generation around you. You don't have to be a full-time missionary to actually be a missionary. Discipleship 
is not a calling. It is a command. God commanded us to reach out to the next generation. I have one student. He was a, you know, a pretty good kid. Um, attends church. Nag-starts a kid's church. Mahal niya naman yung family niya. Same, same with, with Josiah. Maganda yung ginagawa niya. Maganda sa school. Nag-serve. Pero someone actually talked to him about the gospel. Talked to him about the word. And suddenly, suddenly he realized na Lord, all these things that I've been doing is not enough. Umasa ako sa relationship ng parents ko sa, sa'yo and I don't have my own. I realized that I need you. And then he accepted Jesus through the word. He encountered God through the word and now he's leading his own group. He's actually telling those people na, guys, this is what's happening. Another one is, bata to, 14, 15, nung nangyari to, lumaya siya sa bahay niya because of girlfriend. Kasi, syempre, bata eh. Hindi mo mapagayang parents. Lumaya siya. Hindi siya humihingi ng pera, hindi siya, hindi siya umuwi, tatakas na lang, papasok sa loob ng bahay, patakas, kukuha ng damit. Tapos babalik siya sa girlfriend. Magayon siguro ng ilang months. And then, to the point na sinasabi, sinabi niya na sa, sa mga tao na nakapaligid sa kanya, huwag niyo akong pakialaman na hindi ko inihingi tulong niyo. Actually, pwede na mag-give up yung, yung mga tao around him sa kanya eh. Ah, okay, sige. Sinasabi mo eh, bahala ka sa buhay mo. Pero no, hindi sila sumuko dun sa, sa bata. Patuloy lang. Bro, kamusta? Until he opened up. We gave the word to him. And then he had a change of life, change of heart. And then, one year after, he's now leading his own group. Telling them the same. Guys, this is what God is doing in our lives. I can attest to this because I've been through worse. That's the kind of people that we can raise up. Imagine a generation, a nation full of the next generation na sobrang godly. Imagine yung future leaders natin. They are in the campuses today. Sila yung mga anak natin, sila yung mga pamangkin natin, sila yung mga bata sa paligid natin. They are the future leaders of this society. So if we actually tell God, Lord, this commitment God to reach out to this generation, let's do this. Young kids, I gotta talk to the, the next generation. We actually don't have to wait. Yung mga nandita, we, we don't have to wait for, for people to actually teach us how it is to live life according to how God wants us to live. Though they're important. But you can start now. You are not too young to be a game changer. I've been a kid. I've been a teenager once. I know how it is. Lalo na yung generation natin today. I know how it is. Kunyari sa school, when people don't talk to you, Bahala sila. I'm going to do whatever I want. Ano ba yung gusto natin yun? Some teach the Bible to others. Pero yung iba, they become the Bible. How? Yung buhay nila. We might be the only gospel they see. As the older generation, we might be the only church they experience. And then the young generation, we might be the person that they need. While we are waiting, 
yung soul nila nagsasuffer. The longer we wait, the longer we say na, I believe na God will use other people naman to reach out to them eh. I believe na, sige, paglaki na nila, kaya na nila yan. The longer we wait, the more they suffer. This calling, this command to reach out to the next generation or to reach out to your generation, I'm talking to the next generation, is what changes the game. There are people around Josiah that help him walk in the right path. Josiah, ganito. There are people like that. We gotta have those people around us. Sobrang importante ng victory groups. Parang yun yung nangyari kay Josiah. If you aren't a part of one, please join one. We have leaders here around, around this place or sa labas. Lapit kayo sa concierge. Pero sobrang importante ng victory group. Sobrang importante ng mga tao around you that will help you. Which will lead us to the third decision that Josiah did. Consecration. Second Chronicles 34-33. And Josiah took away all the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God all his days. They did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their fathers, to make holy, to set apart. God is actually setting us apart Inaalis niya tayo dun sa, sa, sa world that's, that's full of darkness, the, the, dun sa world na is de- deteriorating, dun sa world na parang wala nang hope. He's setting us apart from those things to actually put us back and be the salt and light. We are being set apart to be the game changer, to be the salt and light. After being set apart, we can actually say, Lord, I'm here. God, I'm here. Whatever you want to do with my life, Lord, let's do it. Whatever you want me to do, God, let's do it. Though you want me to talk to that guy, God, I'll talk to that guy. Being consecrated. It's actually being for God. James 1, 23 and 25. For if anyone... Is a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doings. We should be doers of the word. Whatever it is that the Word is telling us, be doers of the Word. That's what Josiah did. You always go back to the one who we're talking about. There are things in our lives that we need to drop. There are things in our life that we need to let go of. What are those things? What are the things that God is telling us, son, you need to stop this. Son, or daughter, you can't keep on doing this. I have a plan for you. I have a great plan for you. But you need to be consecrated. We 
need to be consecrated. Josiah, yung land niya, it was a backslidden nation, repented, and went back to God. As a result, kanina, we talked about merong pending judgment. Ito yung naging resulta ng pagrepent nila. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard. Because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard His words against this place and its inhabitants. And you have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. And they brought back word to the king. Because of Josiah's decision, the destruction plan for them was suspended. So meaning, it's still gonna happen after his reign. But throughout his reign, it's all good. That's why it is important. It is a need, a desperate need for a greater Josiah to rise up. For a greater Josiah to actually say, This is over. This is done. A greater king who will save his people. A greater king who will actually pull us out of darkness. A greater king who will actually tell us, it's over. You don't have to experience those things. Itong taon to, It's none, other than, it's none other than Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ Himself. The one who committed to live a perfect life. Gave us His blessings and took our curses. He gave us the, the crown of righteousness and wore the crown of thorns. He lived the life, a perfect life, and He gave it all up just for us. Josiah encountered God through the Word. John 1.14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glorious of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. Jesus is the Word. All of us are hell-bound. All of us are destined for destruction. 
But Jesus did not only spend the judgment of God. He redeemed us from the judgment of God. The ultimate green, he's the ultimate game changer. We can all forget about the things that we talked about. Pero we shouldn't forget about what Josiah did that led the Word of God change the game. Lasting change must start in you but must not end in you. This is the reason why we can reach out to the next generation. We want the change to last. We give it to the next generation. We want the change to continue. We give it to the next generation. We don't look at them na parang wala tong kwentang to, walang pag-asa tong mga batang to. Start speaking ng blessing sa kanila. Start praying for them. Start actually living the life na makikita nila na parang si Josiah nakita niya si David. David, after hundreds of years, he was still an, a good example to Josiah. When the, when the next generation look at us, ano yung sasabihin nila? What will they say? Ay, manginginom yan. Yan lang ginawa nung sa bahay. Ay, hindi nga yun umuwi. Madalas yun sa sugalan. Or, eto ba yung gusto natin marinig na siya yung pinaka best example na tatay na nakita ko. Yung daddy ko, yung mami ko, kung magkakaasawa ako, ganun yung gusto ko maging. Ganun yung gusto ko maging asawa ko. Ay si, ku, ay, ay, ay si ate, sobrang bait niya sa amin, sobrang papagmahal siya. That's the kind of example that we want to, that we want the next generation to get out from us. As we encounter the word, we give it to the next generation. Lasting change will happen when we encounter Jesus and pass it on to the next generation.